the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show, 602-508-0960, Bud Weiser is continually, continuing to shed value. It was four billion, it shed $4 billion. Now it's shed $5 billion in value since its partnership with um, Dylan Mulvaney. Um, this is an early good sign of what a normal response is to abnormalcy. Uh, Carol Markowitz made an interesting point. Uh, see if I can get it as right as I possibly can. She said, given the four corporate brands, Dylan Mulvaney is now, this is the famous uh, trans activist, given the four corporate brands, Dylan Mulvaney is now an icon or spokesman for, uh, just hold that thought a moment, getting all these contracts within about a month. Carol says, think of the more, most gorgeous of female models, female than biologically female. Think of the most attractive, gorgeous female models. Can you think of any four companies in a year that would make them uh, – Four companies in a year that would make that model a spokesman? No. One, usually. It shows you how hard. Did I did I did I did I make the point? Did I make Carol's point right? Even the most gorgeous female spokesmodel is not going to get four different contracts within a year. That's that's the point. Much less in a month. It shows you how hard they are pushing this. It shows you how hard and fast they are pushing this. And it's interesting, isn't it, how much we are forced to talk about it. Now, this $5 billion loss in value is a good message that we're sending to whatever became of the Anheuser-Busch company. I hope it doesn't last just two weeks. I hope it doesn't last just three weeks. I hope it doesn't last just a month. A message, a strong one, and a sustained one needs to be pushed and followed. Pushed and followed. Um, we conservatives are good at doing something for a month, and then we fall trapped to the crisis industrial complex, the frenzy, the distraction. So let let us not please do that. Let us sustain and continue to say this. You look at the headline that Riley Gaines today is pushing back against the students, associated students of San Francisco State University, who put out a big statement yesterday claiming that her rhetoric brought violence to the campus. Her rhetoric brought violence. They made her do it. She made them do it. 
her very presence made them assault and batter and falsely imprison her because her words are violence. Her words were violent. Remember what her words were, of course. That women teams should have women on them and not have to compete against women's teams with men on them. That, those were her words. That's what she was talking about. That co- How much of our society and culture and politics is now consumed by this insane issue? It is insane. Riley said it right. The inmates have taken over the asylum, and it has become an asylum here. We're just looking at this and thinking it's normal. This Budweiser thing is a big deal. This loss of value is a big deal because it shows that there is still at least a remnant of sanity here. And that we're not going to go quietly into that good night. We can talk more about it in a moment. Let me first go to Josh, who's calling in from Gilbert on a, I think, different topic. But that's perfectly fine. Hello, Josh. How are you? Hey, Seth. Thank, thank you for taking the call. I appreciate it. You betcha. Um, I, I, I've been having a real concern lately of some stuff that I'm seeing online. Um, and, and I'll just use the example. There was an article on American Greatness this morning about um, – I forget, I think it was about the path to 2024, and um, I, I forget exactly the title. I apologize. You could probably just go and, and check it out. I check American Greatness every morning, but um, it seems to be that if you are not for Donald Trump, and I'm a huge Donald Trump fan. I mean, don't get me wrong, of course, but it seems to be that if you are not, like, all on board for Donald Trump, it's like you're speaking heresy, and... The amount of just negative comments and just like just ridiculous stuff that people will just say about anybody who thinks that, hey, maybe we should look at other candidates as well. I mean, it's a real problem. I know I mean, it is. I know. I, I have seen it. I have seen it. I have seen it. Keep going. Sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to let you know I'm listening and I am agreeing. Go on. Yeah, no, I just, I mean, I, I you know, I kind of... I kind of do seem to subscribe a little bit to the fact that, you know, the the Democrats are going to want to just play this Trump thing as long as possible because, you know, as long as he's just in the news, it takes away from all the Biden issues. And it's like, you know, if and I, you know, there just there needs to be some kind of like, you know, coming to Jesus moment here. It's like, sure, in a perfect world, we'd all love Trump to be president again. But, you know, is he really the best option right now? And to even say those words, I mean, people just say the people just freak out and there's even other you know hosts on this same station who i love and i listen to and it's like even they just cannot handle anyone who calls and says hey maybe we should look at desantis it's like they think you're like i said just you know it's just ridiculous yeah i just have no idea like where it's an odd thing yeah no it's odd and it is different i think i can't remember quite a time uh or similar uh candidacy or candidate about which I've seen this manifest. There's a phrase I, I, I never use it except in quoting someone or uh, describing perhaps uh, some, 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 someone else's uh, quote. There's a phrase, you know it well, audience knows it well, Rhino, Republican in name only. I, it's not a phrase I happen to like, and so I, I don't ever really accuse people of, of being rhinos, but, and for a lot of reasons. But 
for a movement, a conservative movement that is inclined to do that, why, why, why is it, how has it become that there's only one person who instantiates not being a rhino? How, how is that the case? How, how is Ron DeSantis any less conservative than Donald Trump? How is, when you look at his fights against the racialism in our schools <clears throat> and is taking on the Education Association or the sexualization of our children in the schools or his tax reductions or his ending COVID mandates uh, earlier and to the uh, criticism of everyone in the media uh, and the invitations that he seemingly has brought on to claw, claim that he is someone who is censoring books and he is the subject of Gavin Newsom's greatest attacks. How is this guy any and and not to mention his his pro-life positions and and stances and legislation? How is this guy any less conservative than Donald Trump? Uh, it, 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 it astounds me that people can say that um, the ads I see running against him, I think, are highly damaging. I think we are in those ads writing the Democrats ads for them should he ultimately become the nominee um how is it that donald trump can say some of the most egregious things about people uh whether it was in the 2016 campaign fellow republicans in the 2016 campaign or the nicknames and statements and implications he's made about ron desantis vis-a-vis uh, a groomer how can he get away with saying those things? How is it legitimate for him to say those things? But when someone like Ron DeSantis pushes back and criticizes in return, never initiating it, that is unfair and below the belt. I don't understand it. I, we don't do coronations here. We don't govern by blood here. Uh, we don't do royalty here. I don't understand. I have to take a break. If you want to weigh in on the rest of it when we come back or say something else about it, Josh, I'm happy to. I I, I, I am pro-DeSantis, but I will heartily campaign my you-know-what off if Trump is the nominee for him. I have one goal and one goal alone. As Dennis says, it's to defeat the left. I have one goal and one goal alone, and it's too important for us to write off a potentially stronger person who's able to do that to do that the stakes are too high and for those trump supporters who don't believe that you're a republican if you don't support him I th i'm begging you to think again Groupthink can prevent you from seeing the obvious. In 2008, Groupthink remained in denial when it was obvious that mortgage-backed securities filled with subprime loans were a house of cards. Midas Gold Group has been telling people the obvious for years. A system of currency built on debt is not stable. Most importantly, they've said that the banking system is unstable and treasuries are not risk-free. Abandon the groupthink of mainstream media and bankers and get a different perspective from Midas Gold Group. Smart diversification involves having money outside of the banking system. Call the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group to look into safeguarding your money with the stability of gold. 
Gold traditionally holds its value when economies fail. Check them out at MidasGoldGroup.com. That's MidasGoldGroup.com. Or better yet, call them at 480-360-3000. 480-360-3000. I own precious metals from them, and you can too. Gold, you can hold your vault of confidence. Talking with Josh about only Trumpers. I'll just say one more thing about this, Josh, and then let you respond. Um, sure. To hear some of them... Uh, I'm sorry, only Trumpers, to hear some of them talk um, that they will never vote for another Republican if it's not Trump is exactly the opposite message they ask other Republicans when it is Trump or when it is conservatives or some kind of Republican who is nominated. I mean, we need to be a unified thing here. The primaries haven't started, but for us to be writing off candidates right now the way that group is, I, I, I think it's... I think it's highly dangerous. Yeah, again, Seth, I appreciate it. I, I won't take any much more time here. But, um, you know, it's kind of like I was thinking, I, I play poker a ton. And we seem to be playing the same hand the same way for years now. And, you know, a really good opponent's going to recognize that to make a counter strategy and absolutely destroy you after a while. And it, it's just like we're kind of just doing the same thing we've done for about the last four or five years. Um and, you know, what's going to happen? You know, I mean, is it going to be, if it's the same thing that happened in 2020, are we going to go through the same hemming and hawing about it was stolen? And, you know, it very well may have been, but we can't just keep doing the same thing and just hoping that we get something yeah, different. I, now, I, I, I agree. Go ahead. I, I, and I understand there's a, there's a contingent of people that are saying, well, if it was stolen last time, it doesn't matter who runs. I get that. But someone like Ron DeSantis can get a heck of a lot more soccer moms and independent voters and stuff like that than Trump would. And those extra 10,000 votes here or there could easily be flipped. And, you know, it's just we can't just, you know, burn down the whole thing out of spite because somehow, you know, we're not 100 percent for Trump. So, you know, I love Trump. And um, but he's got a he, yeah. I mean, Ann Coulter has made the point recently that, you know, we we are I read that yeah. I, it's as smart as you're going to get on this. I think yeah. It's 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 pretty smart. Uh, it's pretty smart. Well, yeah, and I understand there's guys out there who we're not big fans of. Like I understand Chris Christie has some comments last week about kind of a similar thing, and it's like, well, you know, then we just throw Chris Christie back under the bus. I get <laughs> it, but a, a clock can still be right twice a day, right? So yeah, they course. can still have valid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is just a dangerous road we're going down here because if they were to go throw up like someone like Gavin Newsom who obviously is a terrible governor it doesn't matter like you're going to tell like a normal you know voter who would you rather have Trump again or someone like you know you know hair gel Newsom it's like I don't know man that's going to be that's a tough sell you were just harder on Gavin Newsom than Trump was last night you know that I heard that. I don't have cable anymore because uh, yeah. I'm trying to save the money. All right. All right, Josh. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thanks, Doug. All right, brother. Let's see. Where am I going next? Alexandra's in Phoenix. Hello, Alexandra. Hi, uh, Seth. Thank you so much for taking my call. Of I appreciate course. it, You sir. bet. Of course. You know, you, you know I love you, and I always, you know, you're my rabbi. You're my teacher. Oh, my honestly. gosh. I oh, my so goodness. Much from you. Oh, my gosh. I'm being very honest. Thank you. I understand where you're coming from with the Ron DeSantis, but I'm one of those Trump people who love Trump. But get this. I also am logical, which means that I am thinking for the future, and if something 
were to happen where somebody else wins, I will get behind my Republican candidate because that's how we are supposed to be, a unified uh, con- uh, conservative party. I am very um, – the thing I have a problem with DeSantis, sir, is the fact that he's been in Congress from 2013 to 2018, never had a, made any impact. I, nobody even knew who he was unless until he ran for governor. I did. I did. I had him on my radio show as a congressman. <laughs> you are a genius. That's why not everybody on your level says – uh, says, I'm sorry about that. I, I, not everybody is on your level, sir. You're a genius. I don't There's, know about you know, that. Yeah. I don't know. Oh about no, that. no, you are. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just. I think we're in more agreement than not, Alexandra, because I'll do the same thing. I mean, you know, if Nikki Haley is the nominee, if Chris Christie is the nominee, I'll work my butt off. I will work my butt off because I, I, I'd rather get eighty or ninety percent of what I agree with than 100% of what I don't. And I, I just don't exactly. think, you know, I think the tensors and, sorry, I think the stressors in this country are are, are pretty strong, but I, I, I think they're breaking. I think they're breaking. And I, I think yes, they're, I, I think they are being stressed beyond the, what they were meant to be. You look at the headlines and what's making the news these days and what isn't making the news these days. I just don't think we can afford to write off anyone who can do the best at what what at whoever it is the Democrats throw at us, whether it's Joe Biden country, or Kamala Harris or Newsom. Sir, yeah. our country comes first. Absolutely. You know that. Yep. America comes first. Yep. And you know what? I love Trump, but America is my country. If I need to try to help fix this country yep. the best I can through any candidate who is going to work for this country, it doesn't mean that, uh, what do you call it, uh, I can't love Trump. I love Trump. I, of course, if he's running, I will vote for him. He's he's the person I would pick. However, I'm comfortable with him with dealing with Iran. I'm comfortable with him dealing with China. Sure. That's what I'm trying to get at. Sure. But if there is anybody else, I am going to support them you because i rather have them than what I have now. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, end of story. That's what 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 sir. brought what brought you to Trump in 2015 or 16? What was it about Trump you liked? You, you want to last? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I swear to God, I used to call him the Apprentice Man. Mm-hmm. I I never liked him. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who. I didn't really pay attention to him. All I knew was he was on a television show. Yeah. When I saw what he did with my country, when I saw what he did with the economy, what I I I see things and learn my parents are immigrants to this country they've ha- had a bad hand w- dealt in their you know supposedly birth countries so we've been taught to love and appreciate everything america has to offer my father came here he didn't speak english he became a doctor my mother a teacher only in america can you be a teacher. i love it all now uh, bless you alexandra can i say one thing you're not going to like me for saying but i hope it gives some thought you know, this yes, notion of, of Ron DeSantis in 2013 to 2018 serving in Congress, you just told me what you thought of Donald Trump in those years. He was hosting a TV yes. show. Yes, sir. <laughs> now, now, now think about what Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump were doing in 2004. Well, you know, that's, I'm not, I'm not going to take up All right. No, I get it. I get it. It's just that one went into the military. I, I mean, it's... 
we can play the game all day long. I'll fight for whoever gets our nomination heartily and without complaint. Alexandra, bless you and thank you. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. Let's go to Dan and Chandler. Hi, Dan. I agreed with everything you were saying before about DeSantis and Trump. Now, in my heart of hearts, I believe Donald Trump would be the best possible president we could elect. I think he's one of the greatest presidents who's ever lived. I also believe he is one of the most thoroughly vilified persons in all history. And so uh, my while I like DeSantis, I don't think he has quite the gravitas that Trump has. If I could snap my fingers and make either one of them president, I would. But here's the question. Is Trump viable just from a mathematical standpoint? Are there enough... Uh, Republicans and and independents willing to vote for him that it's even possible. I don't know. I don't know. The primaries will shake that out a little bit. Um, The primaries will shake that out a little bit, and that will see if he does win in them or all of them or most of them, the margins. Um, And then what you do, obviously, too, I guess, Dan, is you have to add if it's it's obviously, at least from this point right now, it's not just a Trump-DeSantis race. <laughs> in fact, DeSantis isn't even in it yet, and there are others who are, right? Haley, I guess today uh, Tim Scott got in it. There's Vivek Ramaswamy. Who am I missing? That's also in there. I guess Asa Hutchinson. You add the others who aren't supporting Trump together, and do they add up to enough that equals or meets Trump? And that will be the biggest indicator. That will be the biggest indicator going in. And by Super Tuesday or whatever we call Super Tuesday these days, we'll know. I don't know. The track record is not great, though, is it? It's it's not no, great. I, I, I Frankly, I think all those people you mentioned besides DeSantis are inconsequential and re- will remain inconsequential. They, they may very well uh, and, and, and may very well should and and and. But I think that will be the acid test as to whether, answering your question, whether there will be enough Republican support for Donald Trump. He's going to have to make the case that what the left is doing is so outrageous that it's time to put childish things away and that whether you like him or not, he's the only thing standing between abnormalcy and normalcy. And reminding us, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I don't think the general public thinks on that high a level. Unfortunately, I, I feel like the general public thinks of this as sort of a popularity contest, like they were electing a local official and they're just going to elect the person that they like better. Like this is all just a TV show or something. Um, and it, it sickens me, but I, I'm, I'm afraid it's the reality. And. It, you know, it's. It, I hate to let the bad guys win, but they have so damaged the the reputation of Donald Trump 
that I, I don't know if it's recoverable. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. Um, and I will tell you, um, as a matter of just political observation, some candidates make it easier for them to tar and feather you than others. Some candidates put you on the defensive more than others. It is, to me, true. And again, I, look, I, I voted for Trump twice. I wrote a book defending the election of Donald Trump. I was offered a job in his administration. I just have to tell you, he does put us on the defensive an awful lot. And there is one true thing in politics. You're either on offense or defense. And you don't want to be on defense. Well, it's unfortunate, but it seems to me like the whole ecology, the whole environment of politics, particularly the media, is sick and toxic. And yet, yeah, I mean, yes, and they will do and they will say of DeSantis or whoever else what they said of and say of Trump. I think you're saying and you may be right. To some extent, we have to placate them. Well, I'm not saying we have to placate them. I am saying we have to outsmart them and go over their heads and speak to the American people. Trump was masterfully good at that in 2016. I think he got less good at it over time. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, 602-508-0960. Representative David Schweiker, representing Arizona's 1st Congressional District, and a lot of common sense. Sir, I don't know if you have any Irish in you, but boy, you got your Irish up speaking about the Orwellian Inflation Reduction Act. I haven't haven't seen you that angry in a long time. You had to apologize for a little of your language, if I'm not mistaken, sir. Well, yeah, a a little bit. But (laughs) more amusing is, you know, we worked out the numbers and kept saying, we can't make this work. And we, we did that first, what, six weeks, two months ago. Yeah. And we got attacked. Can you imagine that? You know, member of Congress getting attacked for saying, "Hey, guys, um, uh, you you promised this was going to cost you know sixteen point one billion on these solar panel subsidies you're going to give away," and we're seeing numbers where you know it's one hundred eighty billion dollars, and then you do the cars, and then you do the windmills, and then you do the batteries. You know, all of a sudden. We're coming up with a number that was, you know, over a trillion dollars. One point two trillion dollars. Yes, incredible. And 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 we were getting just uh, mocked by DC Press and some of the others. And then Goldman Sachs, of all people, comes out and goes, you know, the way we read this, if all the credits actually went out, it's one point two trillion. Yeah. Um. Now, there's a certain irony to that. Um, you know, the, so the Democrats made this big deal of their Inflation Reduction Act because the tax hike was <laughs> over a decade or so was actually going to actually raise some more revenue. Right now, it looks like it is a huge spending bill. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and and they're not stopping. They're not stopping here, David. Um, well, know, go there, ahead. There's more. There's more to it that's interesting. Yeah. Um. So let's say you want one of these grants, and you, you've already seen the articles in regards to the CHIPS Act, yep. where, hey, there's $50 billion to be handed out to some of these huge multinational chip companies as long <clears throat> as they apply to the White House 
and they um, apply in a proper fashion. That's right. Proper think. That's right. So um, as the White House has leaked out, do they have the proper attitude, right. the proper cultural are they um, uh, invested in equity? Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, uh, no, I'm now getting calls. They're going to look at from, CEI indexes to give this money away. They are. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm getting calls from people from the chips industry saying, that's not what we thought. We right. were getting free money. Right. And no, there's no such thing as a free lunch. There, sure. The Democrats, um, first, you can actually almost see this coming. If you actually look at the last couple election cycles, You'll notice the large ship companies, the people that make the equipment, those were giving the vast majority of their political money to Democrats. Right. Remember, you know, our number one rule, follow the money. Yep. It's always about the money. Um, now they're upset that there were strings attached. Yep. Can you believe that? Yeah, right. 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 And, 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 you know, it's, I suppose, I suppose a lot of it is, is legal unless it conflicts with some civil rights acts, which I think it does. And someone's going to have to be creative in, in dealing with that. But, you know, I warn, David, any nonprofit that tilts or inclines in any way, shape or form to common sense, never mind conservatism, stay away from, stay away from, stay away from the government money. Stay away from it. They will. They will change you. They will change your mission, and you will get addicted to it. Yep. Look, when I go back to D.C. at the end of the week, the subvention uh, is not worth the uh, suicide. But, but the hallways are full. You know, the meetings I'm having here in Arizona are full of just people basically saying, "We're conservatives. Yeah, right. We believe you need to balance the budget, but we want money for this. Right. We want more." Right. It, it's. And, and you, you find yourself biting your tongue to the point where it's bleeding. That's right. Every group lines up um, saying, give me money. You can cut from someone else. Cut the taxes. Make life easier on the employer class. Get more employees <clears throat> because you have made life easier on the employer class. Get people more money in their own pockets and have them invest in these great ideas, not the government. Well, um, but we've made the country addicted yeah. to D.C. money. Yeah. And I was calculating last night, um, it looks like this year we will borrow about $45,000 a second. A second. A second. So every second we're borrowing about $45,000. And it gets dramatically worse as you get close, you know, as the years go on because of our demographics. You know, we're getting older, a lot more people are entering into their benefit years. Um. <clears throat> but yet, it's a parade of people who want money. You know, David, there's a lot of places we should uh, think about that in areas we can cut. You're putting you're putting a highlight on on a great one, and 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 highlighting this reduction act and and the folly of it. Well, go ahead. Uh, no, I'm going to give you an argument. It's not only cutting. You need to disrupt the costs. You, know, yeah, uh, right. you and I have talked right. a dozen right. times about health care, oh. but it's on lots of other things. I, I actually have a YouTube video out there about how to crowdsource environmental data. You know, I produced this cartoon you know, back in 2017, and the idea was you could eliminate much of the EPA and still have all the data you need yep. to protect the air. Yep. And, but it was using modern technology. Yep. Fascinating. You could do the with same thing with the Department of Education, by the way. Oh. Well, but you can do you can do it with so many yep. different things. Yep. 
And it's just, but there's an army of folks who the next day came marching into my office, <laughs> yeah. all upset, saying, we're the engineers. Mm. We, yeah. You're going to, if you do this, people don't need us to certify their air scrubbers yeah. at their paint shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing you have to get people to think about. It's, do you, it's not deregulation. It's smart re-regulation. Sure. Rip the way, because remember, our regulatory model was designed in like 1938. Mm-hmm. Fill up forms, fill up file cabinets, and then the file cabinets document things so someone can sue you one day. Let's be honest. I mean, you're an attorney. Um, much of the current regulatory model is about building file cabinets full of documents for future litigation. It's not actually about the air cleaner, the water, you know, safer, da-da-da-da, which that was the goal. You'd use technology so you catch the problem immediately. And and by the not, not five no, years later, that's right. And by the way, that growth of the regulatory agencies and the regulatory system of government. I mean, it's not just a cost in and of itself. It's a cost to the private sector. It's a huge um, cost, trillions a year to comply. It, it, you're right. It's a cost, but it but it's much darker. It's a redirection of capital. That's a good point, too. And it's how it's, much it's changing who we are. It changes who we are. Yeah. Yeah. But it also moves the capital to um, even industries that do the compliance instead of industries that create the growth and disruption. I had An to. industry that does compliance isn't making the economy grow. They're I, just keeping you out of, out of the you know, crosshairs of government. I had to get you on today to thank you for getting your Irish up on the floor of the House the way you did, sir. We <laughs> usually have longer visits, but I had to get you on today. So thanks for doing it. I appreciate thank it. I do have to run. All right. God bless you, sir. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. Folks, given all the problems with the economy, recession, banks failing, market volatility, what if you could invest in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return not correlated to the Fed or the stock market? My friends at YRefi are offering you an opportunity to invest in a portfolio where you can turn your monthly income on or off, compound it, whatever you like, with no loss of principal if you need your money back at any time. There are no fees. It's a secure collateralized portfolio. Why Refi is a due diligence approved firm. They are based here locally and I encourage you to stop by their offices on Scottsdale Road and the 101. I've been there a few times. I can tell you, you will not get a sales pitch and no one's going to ask you to sign anything. When you meet with them, you'll see why I like and trust them so much. Offering up to a 10.25% fixed rate of return. InvestYRefi.com. The word invest, the letter Y, then refy.com, or call them at 888-YREFI34. Jason's in Phoenix. Hi, Jason. Hey, Seth. I just wanted to chime in on that earlier conversation you had uh, reference uh, Trump or DeSantis. Oh, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, it's a matter of priorities. Obviously, I'm going to support whoever the uh, Republican nominee is because anything's going to be better than what the Democrats can push forward. But um, in a dream world, we'd have four years of Trump, eight years of DeSantis, and I think that put this country on strong footage to get back on the path of where we need to be. So what I mean by priorities, and I have this discussion with my friends and family all the time, is 
Um, you got COVID because we're, I anticipate we'll have another pandemic within the next five, 10 years. And Ron DeSantis is the perfect one to have in that situation. But my priority right now is uh, energy independence and to get control of these runaway alphabet agencies like the DOJ, FBI, uh, IRS that are just, I, I, I feel like I'm the only one that wakes up in the morning that realizes how dangerous territory we're in you're not you're not let me assure you you're not uh i mean the value of people calling in or writing into these shows and talking or standing on the street corners is important so that you know that you're not jason i assure you you, you're not you're not the only one and i think trump is the one that we need to get in there to uh that that's got to be priority number one i still can't believe we have people uh, that haven't even been charged for january 6th to me, that's ridiculous. Um, I'd like to see more out of Congress since we have the House that they should just withhold any type of legislation until every single one of them is either charged or let go. That's, that's, it's, it's extremely dangerous where we're at. It's extremely dangerous. I don't know if it's ever been more dangerous. Um, you know, the opponents we have now both – we used to be a country that had a lot of external oppo- opposition, enemies abroad. Um we still have those, but we have a lot of opposition inside this country right now, too. And the damage all the way from warned from Lincoln to Whitaker Chambers to Ronald Reagan. I heard Donald Trump say it last night. The biggest threats may be coming from within. If death be our lot, as Lincoln put it, we will be its author and finisher. You're not alone, Jason. We'll be right back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 